Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Sydney Coach Replay Show. I'm your host, Corey Camp, and today I have a whole team of instructional leadership members with me. We've got Dion Rivera, principal at Cedric C. Smith Elementary, with the rest of her instructional leadership team from down in my hometown, Magnolia ISD, down in Texas. So, welcome, everyone. Hello. Hello, thank you so much for having us. Um, I'm going to let my awesome instructional team introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Tiffany Matthews, assistant principal here at Smith. Hi, I'm Carolina Duke. I'm the bilingual instructional coach, dyslexia teacher. Hi, I'm Cindy Dice. I'm the literacy coach. Hi, my name is Tiffany Day, and I am the math instructional coach. Well, hello, everyone. It's so great to have you. This is our first episode on the Coach Replay Show with more than one featured guest. Um, and I love that. So we're just growing here on the Replay Show. Um, I, you know, I, I had, we've been in, in close contact as we are with all of our customers with you all. You all are Sydney users, which is uh, the tool that sponsors this, uh, this Coach Replay Show. But uh, one of the things that uh, my sister-in-law, who's a librarian on your campus, shared with me, uh, and and Dion was something that you guys did to kind of shake things up a little bit this uh, semester around your video enhanced professional learning. And I thought that is a great thing to feature. And then you guys have just had an awesome journey in using video to leverage professional collaboration and reflection and just any kind of professional learning on your campus. So that's what we're here to talk about today are some of the ways that you all have done this and made this a reality and um, some of the benefits that you've seen and where you plan on going from all of that. So let's start first by having you tell us a little bit about your campus. So um, our campus is a pre-K through fourth grade campus and we are a Title I school. Usually we're about 63% um, uh, free and reduced lunch. This year with COVID and with the amount of kids who just disappeared and the pre-carers who have disappeared, um, you know, we're down to 56%, but uh, we're a majority Hispanic population, a little over 50% of our kids are Hispanic. And then we have about 38% of our kids who are considered um, English learners. And so, but then we also, if anyone's familiar with this area, we also back up into the woodlands. So we have um, great diversity in, in our student population. And so that creates a lot of challenges for the teachers because it is, I have, you know, vast different amounts of levels in their classroom. So it is a very diverse campus. And our campus, um, we have a lot of different types of instructional teams. Um, of course, we have grade level teams that um, work closely together um, in their collaborative team time and then their planning. But we also have created teams of like cohorts of new teachers or um, teams of teachers who are working on the same instructional, they have the same instructional goal or the same um, targeted like standard goal for their kiddos. So we have teams that are um, cross grades, on grades. We have teams um, that sometimes it'll have a kindergarten teacher and a fourth grade teacher together that are working on the same um, instructional norms. And the um, and so we use those teams a lot really closely 
not just in planning, but also with Sydney and our video coaching. Well, and actually our video coaching is now part of the interview process because that's one of the typical questions that are being asked if they're used to participate in video coaching. If not, this is part of our culture now. This is a way we all grow constantly as a you know a community of learners. So we can use it uh, for maybe helping teachers to improve in classroom management or instructional strategies, um, different strategies like even in small group instruction. So they have different settings where they can um, give each other feedback or uh, we as a, an instructional team to help them grow in different areas. Of course, with us being part of that process as well, like we are growing as instructional leaders of the campus as well. That's really powerful. Um, I, was, I was just going to give it a moment because I know that uh, Tiffany Matthews and Tiffany Day, you're also going to share a little bit about your campus, but I just want to take a moment. I love that it's a part of your becoming a part of your campus culture, right? And I know we've got a lot of folks who view the show and are using some video or some virtual practices in their own coaching and wondering how can I make this more of a consistent piece. So um, I think that's important. You've got to start with that interview process, but then also to know that you grow as instructional leaders as well throughout that, whether it's better calibrating with your teachers or um, just learning a little bit uh, as you record yourselves, maybe. I think that's that's pretty awesome. And I want to just uh, piggyback um, on, Corey, what you said about the instructional culture, because what it has done now is because we are all learning from each other and we have this culture of learning, it has really changed mindsets. And we, you know, we, you, you hear growth mindset, growth mindset all the time, but when you're using video coaching, it creates a level of vulnerability that you really need to truly grow. And so even our teachers who aren't really big fans of uh, Sydney and videoing themselves, We've even seen a shift with their mindsets and trying something new because everyone's trying new things now because of the video, the video coaching, the professional learning that comes from that. I love that. That's powerful. I want to add that it's really nice how we have grown into all this process because uh, at the beginning we went and video ourselves and, you know, kind of we were the first ones to be vulnerable in front of the teachers and we can do it. We get nervous as well. And uh, we're going to see a lot of mistakes that we make probably throughout the day. And uh, we are giving feedback to each other and trying to show them that it is okay. But throughout the years using SIPMI, we have grown into, the, into a place where the teachers are asking us, can you come and video me? Uh, and give me feedback after you see this lesson. Or we ask teachers like, okay, I'm gonna teach this lesson in your classroom. Would you record me? And then we can watch it together. And that way, I mean, we're all in this learning community. I love that. Yeah. Tiffany, Day, do you want to talk a little bit about those instructional priorities? Because I know that's been a big part of helping you um, 
think about how you want to use video was around those priorities, the standards focus that you have going on on your campus? So we are very standards focused. We're going to go back to our TEKS. We want to see what those student expectations are, and we want to make sure that our lessons are focused on what the students need to know. And to try to kind of help that, we have used Sydney to video lessons so that teachers can um, make sure that they are questioning at all levels. So if the student expectation is saying analyze, then we have to make sure those questions are getting to an analysis level. We're not staying at our comprehension level. So we've had challenges where teachers have gone in and tracked their questioning to see where they're falling. Are we staying on the lower end or are we able to get to those high level questioning? Um, we also have, um, we work with the model classroom project and it's very much about a focused lesson and that students are aware of the expectations. So we have um, cohort groups that video lessons and then get feedback based on these specific strategies that they are using in the classroom. If a teacher is in need of um, a specific strategy, you know, they need to work on how they are presenting their objective to the students. We can go in and video another teacher or we come in and do it ourselves and video it for others. Um, we also encourage teachers and teams to video the same lesson. So if this is one of our big priority standards, then we can learn from one another. If every teacher in the grade level is videoing that same lesson, you know, those kiddos that didn't get something, now we maybe have something that we can go back and use as a reteach moment in our own classroom. Or maybe we see an extension activity that was used, or we see questions that were asked. And so it's been very powerful for us on this campus. Yeah, and we're really focusing on those standards through um, being a PLC campus. So we have des a dedicated time um, to meet in our collaborative teams. And, and like Miss Day was just saying, we start with our standards um, and um, and then we kind of just go from there. We put in some systems in place to make sure that we're using our time effectively and efficiently um, and that both our teachers are growing and our students are growing. Um, and and like everyone has said, we've definitely um, used Sydney for that. Um, and when you just are videoing, when we're talking about, you know, the same lesson and how it's taught differently but we're on the same standard and then you can kind of see the differences in the instruction um like i said that's that's growing you know teachers and it's growing students directly through um through the teacher growth um so like i said you know as far as um instructional strategies or instructional focuses i think that you know being a standards based campus making sure that everything we do goes back to the standards um, that we're supposed to be teaching um, and we're expecting our students to master um, and then doing that through the PLC process has really grown our campus a lot. And to add to that, I think that the re video reflection has had a huge impact on our growth um, as far as teaching standards-based to our standards. When teachers watch lessons that maybe in the past they thought were meeting their standards, and once you watch it and see what you're actually asking, like, Ms. Day was saying and Ms. Matthews, what questions you're asking, what your students are doing, and then you realize, oh, I did not hit 
where the standard need to be, or even I overreached my standard. Um, and that may be partly why my kids were unsuccessful. So I think the video reflection has had a huge part of that growth of our campus this year. Yeah, one of the things we'll talk about here in a moment is is some ways that you supported, you've, you all have supported that reflection, some things you've put in place so that as a teacher watches themselves, maybe by themselves, um, they're still kind of getting a professional learning experience out of that and not what we often can fall into, which is, oh my gosh, is that what I sound like and my what my hair looks like? And those jeans are going out, out the door and of my closet and never coming back again. Um, but video really, it is a big part of your culture now. And um, Dan, you'll have to remind me how long you've been using video. I feel like it's almost three years now. Three, that you guys we are on third year. Yeah, on your third year. And it takes time. Like we typically see this as we as we move forward. But there are, I've, I've had a lot of conversations with coaches who, especially this year, because of remote or hybrid instruction or just a better use of some blended instructional methods in case they have to prepare for a remote or a hybrid model. Um, they were planning ahead with that. Their teachers are using video a lot more in the past 12 months. And there's a lot of questions of how can we use that for more than just here are students, here's a video of me teaching. How can I get my teachers to view those? What are some things we can do? Can they watch videos of other teachers? So you guys gave a couple of really great examples of how you're using video for learning for all of the educators on your campus. But I wanna give us a, a chance to kind of go back to that and, and name some specific things that have been really powerful for you all. So um, I'll go back to what Carolina mentioned about uh, what we tell our new teachers, you know, and, and here's how, we, you know, you know, it, it takes about three years for a transformative change to happen. And I feel like we're kind of getting to that where it's like when I say Sydney, there isn't that, you know, shiver that goes to the, the room anymore. Um, so, you know, we always we tell our our, our um we, we, we introduce it as, you know, athletes, any performers are going to film themselves so that they can see where their strengths and weaknesses are. You know, why wouldn't we do that? And all of us have gotten out of the classroom now and we've done so many walkthroughs, seen so many lessons. Like if I could go back in the classroom now, I wish I knew then what I know now after seeing it. And Same. so it's just really it lends itself. It's, it's natural. Like, why wouldn't you do this? Um, so, you know, um, every year you're going to get at least on an elementary campus this size, at least five new teachers every year, at least. And so after three years, we have between 10 and 20 new teachers. And when we onboard them, we just say, this is what we do. And, you know, we tell them that, like we said, in the interview process. Um, and if that's something that they're not comfortable with, then they're not going to come here. And so, you know, as soon as they come in, we're like, okay, we want you to film this and this. And, um, you know, after three years, we have some really great lessons. And so it's so much easier to onboard your new teachers when you have this library and you can just, you know, shove these videos at them, watch this, watch this. They grow so much faster than if you just take that time to go in and coaching cycle and, and I'm going to tell you how to do it. It's, I mean, they are, they are getting there a lot faster. Um, and uh, I think Cindy mentioned or uh, Cindy mentioned the model classrooms project. So that's with uh, John Samara, who is a consultant that we have in Austin. And usually he would come and visit and go observe and coach. Um, and so what he's done, what we're able to do with him is he's now a part of Sydney too. So he can watch the lessons that our teachers upload and then coach them virtually and give them their notes. So we're still doing that type of learning um, from with an outside person. Um, and then 
like uh, Cindy mentioned, we have all our different huddles. And so, you know, if we're like, oh, this person, this person, they teach similar or they're lacking something, we can just easily hook them up. So logistically, it works. Um, and we, we used to do walkthroughs and those are fun to, you know, doing instructional rounds. But it, it creates such nerves, you know, with, you know, five people walking into your room. And so we can just shoot that Sydney video at a teacher and and they can get it right then and there without having to, to go through all of that stuff. So um, and then, of course, you know, when teachers do take initiative and, and decide to give themselves a Sydney mission, we really brag on them and celebrate them and throw, throw jeans passes at them uh, because we want other teachers uh, to, to be able to, to follow that model. And then also, you know, I'm just super obnoxious about Sydney. And so I am constantly like, you know, they'll, they'll be singing in a meeting. Yeah, we try this. And I'm like, you know, y'all, and I even say, y'all know what I'm going to say. And they're like, yes, you're going to make a Sydney video. I'm like, yes. And so um, I think we finally turned that corner after three years of it's just what we do. And, and, and we're learning and finding new ways to learn from it all the time. Yeah, Allison Burnett, who's viewing, says it's really great when video for growth becomes a part of the school culture. And it's not just, you know, we talk a lot about video enhanced coaching here on this Coach, Coach Replay show, but it doesn't have to just be coaching. You guys are some good examples of using this for team learning, for self-reflection, for, you know, a number of different things. Um, and it kind of finds it, it finds a nice purposeful use in all of the professional learning landscape that you've developed on your campus. Carolina, I think you have an example of your pre-K team. And I'm feeling like this might be that Sydney missions, which I'll have to go back, double back and talk a little bit about what those are, your missions on your campus. Or maybe you can tell us a little bit about these missions um, at Smith Elementary and then your pre-K team. Yes, we have um, a recent experience with the pre-K team because we have adopted a phonemic awareness program and the teachers try to implement it, uh, the program during the virtual time. And it was a little bit of a challenging time for them because having such a young age um, doing hand motions and trying to follow the teachers and then repeating sounds that sometimes when they you know, through virtual communication, sometimes they cut that those sounds and mm -hmm. they had uh, like breaking in the communication. So after they came back um, in campus, they tried to implement it and they didn't feel comfortable. And then Miss um, Rivera and I talked about, well, that's a moment for Sydney to use the Sydney. And they recorded their lessons they were really open to do it, but that was like the starting point for them because it's, it was like going back to the classroom and not really knowing how to start. So they, so what we did is like, well, just record the first day with nothing, you know, starting from zero. And then maybe you can record it again after you have practiced it. So maybe a week, two weeks after. And let's see how the students do. So we put it more like it's about the students because that's the whole point of we doing this. It's not about us. It's how can we improve our instruction so we make an impact into the students' um, uh, lives and instructional learning. So uh, they did that. They came back to us 
And actually, Ms. Dice and Ms. Rivera and I were there, and they were so happy to share those videos. Uh, they saw the differences between the classrooms. They noticed that those hand motions that, you know, where you apply the TPR, and that's very important for the students to follow with the sounds. So they were not being consistent. So we, we didn't even have to give that much feedback to them because they were noticing uh, the differences between the teachers and also what it wasn't congruent with the, what's, what is written in the program. So we talked about having fidelity using a program that we're implementing and uh, all of this really um, helped create a, you know, like a better environment and a better approach to teach using this amazing tool that we have now for phonemic awareness. They left the room really excited because they had tools in their hands to go back and improve their lessons. And now they feel that the students are having a better flow in the, during the lesson. I don't know if Ms. Rivera or Ms. Dice want to add anything else to that because they, they were present that day. I would just say that the teachers did a really great job of reflecting on their own instruction right there. Mm -hmm. um, and that's one of our the most important um, aspects, I think, of video coaching is that it facilitates that reflection. And that was easier because we were there and we were all there. But I know Miss Matthews um, did some stuff with some of our challenges that kind of encouraged reflection whenever they're not in a whole room watching um, that I think that she could talk about and tell us about. I think it really helped the teachers reflect more when they're independent in their own classroom or their own house watching the videos. Yeah, yeah and absolutely. I, I wanted to share just real quickly before we before we move into that side of how we support reflection of how great of a, a structure or learning activity, right, for teachers to do with video as they're implementing some new instructional routines, some new strategies of learning with their students. Um, and this is something that I do that also, I think it supports this growth mindset as well. This idea that the first time you do with this, this with your students, it's going to feel a little awkward. You and your students will kind of be figuring out how this is going to work for you. And you've got to teach them the routine in addition to, you know, that, that concept, that, um, that academic piece of it. So it'll take some time for you all to kind of learn to dance that dance. And so record the first day, record a few days later, record again and, and see the growth that happens. That's also really helpful because that's where our teachers will sometimes, um, you know, back away from our support. We'll kind of sometimes kind of like put, put their eyes down and like, don't look at me, don't ask me yet because I tried it and it didn't go great. And, and you all through that design of that activity, we're saying it's not going to be fabulous as we get started. That's not the expectation here, but we do want to grow. We do want to find some consistency and, and make it work within our classrooms, find a good flow. And I think that is beautiful the way that you design that. But that also required that they did reflect on their own before they came together as a group. So I, I would love to hear how you've been supporting that video reflection with them. Absolutely. So we have a we had a kindergarten group, and that's the first um, collaborative team we did um, the video reflection with all together. Um, and kind of like what Miss Rivera was saying, um, 
we are all better. We would all be better teachers right now going back into the classroom because of all of the things we've seen. Well, our teachers don't have an opportunity to run into their neighbor's classroom to see what they're doing in a guided reading group or something along those lines because they're also in a guided reading group. Um, and so I think this gave them an opportunity to really see what that looked like. So our kindergartner, uh, kindergarten team, um, they, they videoed a guided reading group um, and um, we picked the level that they videoed. So they all videoed the same level um, so that, you know, you are looking at the same things and you could see instructional strategies for that specific group of kiddos. Um, and they were, they were, they reflected and during our collaborative team meeting. So they were all required to kind of watch the videos of each other, you know, in their spare time. And just by the time we got back to our collaborative team meeting the next week, um, and you heard um, just a lot of aha moments, a lot of growth opportunities there, a lot of, oh, I like the way you did that with, um, with that kiddo, I'm going to try that. And so that kind of led us to think, you know what, we probably should give them a little bit more structure too, so that they are giving each other um, collegial feedback instead of congenial feedback all the time. And so for our next group, we did that with first grade. Um, and same thing, they, they actually did a reading comprehension lesson, but it was the same lesson. Uh, but of course, delivery is always different. Um, and so this time we set them up with sentence stems. And so we gave them three sentence stems and one was, um, one suggestion I have is blank. Um, I liked blank about your lesson. And then the third one was one thing I'm going to steal from your lesson is blank. And so they used all three sentence stems and they responded to each other's videos uh, through Sydney. Um, and then we got to kind of talk about it a little bit more detail in our next collaborative team meeting. Um, and so you, like I said, you, just giving them the sentence stems, I think, um, was was really helpful because it's everyone's hesitant to say anything um, that's not nice or like you know I love I like um, and I think that piece really helped our teachers grow and definitely continued that growth mindset um, that we have here at Smith and it was just really neat to hear the different feedback because like one person's like a, here's a Kagan strategy that I use and different things like that and we are all growing at the same time. Um, from from their um, suggestions and feedback to each other. Um, so I thought that was really powerful. And I think that the more we do this with, you know, the different grade levels of our collaborative teams, the better we all will become and the better they'll um, their instruction will become. Um, but I think that that piece was key, giving them those sentence stems and just, help, you know, helping them give each other that that collegial feedback um, as well. And it was just really cool to, to see and kind of started to develop maybe some teacher leaders on our campus. Yeah, definitely sounds like it. that would def foster that right kind of environment for those teacher leaders to start to rise and for people to find their voice um, around looking at instruction. Because as you mentioned, as leaders, we get a chance to see all types of classrooms and experience through our teachers many different scenarios that we can grow from and learn from. And our teachers don't get that because they are just with their students all day, which is a powerful power. It's not a just with their students, but they, they're they with their students all day and they don't get to see other teachers. And so providing some look fors as they reflect on their own, but then also feedback stems. Yeah, no one wants to step on someone else's toes or they'll think, who am I, you know, a second year teacher to be giving feedback to this 24 year veteran um, on, on their lesson. And so feedback stems can be a really powerful way to support that engagement as a group. 
and really maximize time if they're able to do that and view those videos and give feedback before the live meeting where they come together, then you really get to kind of have a rich discussion. So it sounds like videos really transformed learning on your campus. I mean, I don't want to say that for you. So would you say that it has transformed learning? I would love to hear that from y'all and, and, and maybe one example of exactly that. I think we're hearing it, but if you would say there's another success story from that. So I think for sure that video has transformed our professional learning. Not only has it, um, like Dion mentioned, streamlined our coaching process. In the past, we would go over, you know, weeks of coaching cycles, which we still do, but this helps um, target areas and, you know, helps us as instructional leaders be super focused with what we're working on with our teachers. But also, it's not just transformed how we are able to coach, it's transformed teachers being able to watch each other, us being able to support new teachers, because now not only can we take teachers to watch new, um, take new teachers to watch the more experienced teachers, we can share them a library of exemplar lessons that they can watch before they ever even start um, instructing. And I know that um, when teachers watch an exemplar lesson, right away, they're starting at a higher level than if they we had just went in and observed their lesson to try to help um, them understand what that we what they want their goals to be. And so the the using video has transformed our coaching. It's but I think in even the the biggest impact it makes is our ultimate goal of student success. So when we have teachers who are a lot um, more focused in their instruction and we're a lot more focused in supporting teachers instruction, then our kiddos are more successful. And um, I know we see that all of the time. I think of one example, and it's not even from a teacher, it's from a tutor who we might not spend as much time with. I was able to share a video describing an, an instructional technique we were using um, for our small group interventions. She was able to, she'd already went over it with me. We'd went over it together. Then she was able to watch me deliver it. And then she actually videoed her own lesson and we um, reflected on that lesson together. And so that one little snippet grew, I think this tutor sees six groups of kids during the course of the day. So we were able to do one small thing that actually impacted every one of those students that sat in her group. One thing I want to add is we, a lot of times we send teachers off to professional developments for learning so that they can come back and implement these great strategies into their classrooms. Well, this year we had an opportunity to send um, our bilingual teachers to a sheltered instruction um, professional development. And we then asked those teachers, pick a strategy that you feel comfortable using that you learned during this professional development, video it and let's share it. So we were able to make a huddle for those teachers. They all videoed a different strategy. You know, seeing someone else teach something is a great way for you to actually learn how to use that strategy and then to get comfortable. It gives you an idea. So it was a jumping off point. So that's just another example of how we've been able to use this to, to transform learning on this campus. 
Yeah, and I think uh, it's a lot of transfer of learning as well. And that's the thing I think I love the most about this. For our, for those who are coaches who watch the show and have a hard time maybe with follow through or to, to get to every one of the teachers that you're supposed to be supporting or, or reach out to all of those teachers. Maybe some aren't asking for support. What I hear is as a leadership team, you have because you're using video in so many different ways, it's not just for video coaching. And the coaching isn't just thought of as I'm coaching an individual, I'm coaching this team, we're coaching our campus, that you are providing ways for those teacher leaders to step up and step into some great roles so that they can lean in on each other. One of my favorite um, uh, authors, some of my favorite authors around the work of reflection and professional learning for educators are Pete Hall and Elisa Simmerall. And they talk about this uh, relationship triad, right? Where around every teacher, there's a triad. There's the coach in one corner, the administrator in another corner, the PLC or their teammates at the, at the other side of that triad. And they have to work in concert together in order for that teacher to really feel supported. If that admin is doing most of that support through their role and asking for specific things, but there's not strong support from team or coaches, that teacher doesn't feel like that they can meet those expectations, right? And I hear that you have just really strong corners in that triad so that every teacher who's in the middle of that triangle is able to feel supported and grow. And that growth is then maximized to the rest of the campus. And I, I love that. One of my favorite things each time I get to talk to your campus or each time Jenny Selfridge, uh, your customer success manager gets to talk and she reaches out to me and says, hey, met with Smith Elementary today, is that you guys are really great about shaking up learning with challenges, with missions for your teachers. And sometimes that's hard for us to figure out how to do. We feel like we get in this like professional learning rut. I'm just doing my coaching cycles or I'm, you know, doing this session or it's just another staff meeting. So how I'd love to for you to share a little bit about these missions that you guys do at your elementary. And then how do you know when you need to shake things up and how do you kind of get some more authentic engagement with that? So um, when we first started Sydney um, three years ago, I, I feel like that first semester, it was kind of like everyone who goes to a dance and just stands around awkwardly until someone jumps in the and middle school dance. Uh, and so what I decided to do um, to, to kind of just disarm them about the video is, I mean, this is before we all lived in the zoom world. So I decided that when I wanted to give them a mission or an assignment, I would film myself giving it to them um, and to make myself vulnerable and like, look at me and how I sound and look in this video. And then I would send those missions out to the teachers and um, and more and more of them started to do them uh, little by little. And so that that created some excitement about it. And I'm like, all right, here comes the next mission. Here we go. And, you know, we would try to celebrate the teachers who who took the mission on. And so um, so that was a lot of fun. Um, but, you, you know, you have to do something constantly. Sometimes it's just um, like uh, Tiffany talked about the professional development. And let's use that opportunity. Or sometimes you just see a mission. So, you know, today I'm going to release a mission because we just started a new module or a new unit of study. And so for our bilingual teachers, K through two, I'm going to give them a mission about um, filming a bridging lesson um, so that they can share that. So sometimes it comes about naturally. Um, sometimes we'll see a growth area of like in our walkthroughs, we're seeing this that needs help. So we'll send a mission 
out. Um, and then um, I kind of had laid off this year because of everything going on. But um, Tiffany Matthews, Tiffany Day, I mean, they they felt out there, you know what, they were ready. And so I'll let them talk about um, the next thing that they did because it was really cool. So, yeah, we got together and we were just talking and felt like it would be a good morale booster too to kind of throw this out there to the teachers, make some of it fun for them, things that everybody could do. There's, I mean, one of our, uh, we have a choice board. So we're constantly, you know, trying to differentiate our learning in our classrooms and asking teachers to use choice boards for students during stations or small group time. So we were like, okay, we can make a choice board for teachers for their SIDME. Um, one of them is something so simple. Why do you love teaching at Smith Elementary? I mean, that's something any teacher can quickly do. If you really don't want to see yourself, you can just have the voice. So we try to do something that everybody would be able to participate in in a very non-threatening way. And then, of course, um, there was the added bonus that there were like some prizes, a jeans pass or a sonic drink, those kind of things to make it fun and try to, you know, just boost morale a little bit. Yeah, and so um, in addition to, you know, the jeans pass and the sonic drink, um, we really wanted to, um, you know, get grade levels, um, you know, kind of excited together and try to, um, to kind of build that, um, that huddle for them. Um, and so we also threw in like some additional things like if everyone on in your collaborative team, um, you know, meets these challenges or like they do a blackout of the choice board, we're going to get them a catered lunch and um, extended planning time. And that's, you know, time is is the big ticket for everyone because there's never enough of it. Right. And so by throwing that out there, there was definitely a lot of excitement created. Um, and, you know, and in the extended lunch and recess covered, all those kinds of things are awesome. But I do think that um, it's neat because the choice board is actually directly aligned with our instructional um, goals. And so we're kind of, you know, we're, we're kind of killing two birds with one stone here. We're, you know, we're boosting morale. Um, we're building, you know, the, the huddles for the team and for those exemplar lessons um, like Miss um, Dice was talking about. Um, Plus, it's directly aligned to our focuses, and so it, it should directly result in, you know, teacher growth and student growth, and that's that's what we're all about. So, Ms. Day and I were super excited. We were just kind of sitting around chatting and, and came up with this, and Miss um, Rivera's like, absolutely, go for it. And so we, you know, created the choice board, and um, and like I said, it, I think it's, it's definitely, we had some teachers uploading videos faster than I could like write jeans passes. Um, <laughs> so it was really cool. So I ended up having to send out like a, a Google form for them to just tell me which ones they were doing. Cause I just couldn't keep up with all of the, you know, the upload emails. Yeah. Um, so that was really exciting. Um, but yeah, so this is just something that, you know, we're doing right now just to kind of shake things up and, um, you know, hope it, it still results in, you know, teacher growth and student growth. And I definitely think it will. Yeah. And I mean, who doesn't love a jeans pass? And I, my, my people up North don't seem to get this as much. It's really my, my folks down in Texas that I work with that Sonic drink is a big deal. <laughs> um, I mean, if I'm getting a, a route 44 Sonic drink on a Friday, there you go, Dion, this is an ad for, for Sonic. Um, we, I mean, we love it down there. So I love this. I love the choice board. I'm all about giving teacher choice and voice in professional learning. And I think this is a really fun way 
to do it. I want to let our viewers know that um, you can check out that current challenge as well as some of the old missions and, and things, some different ways that they've been doing this from their notes and takeaways from the coach replay show notes and takeaways on the learning center. The link is in the comments already on the show. Um, so let's, let's take a moment just to kind of wrap up our, our conversation. Something that I've heard a lot of um, is, and, and that I just want to point out for anybody who's thinking about how do I, whether they're using video or not, how do I start to foster this greater collaboration and this emphasis on we're all learning, not just our students in the building, but we're all learning, we're learning together. And I hear it a lot, I've heard from all of your stories that you all have gone first, and I think that's powerful. And you didn't just go first and say, no, you go, you've stayed with it, you're right alongside them. And so um, I think that's really powerful. Uh, any other uh, tips or advice, especially as a leadership team, um, of how you're making this work and uh, how others could start to change learning on their campus as a team? Um, I definitely, um, in the beginning, you know, make it voluntary. Um, if you make somebody do something and their heart's on in it, they're going to, you know, repel away from it. Um, but, you know, make it voluntary and then really celebrate that. And, and you're like, Hey, look, all the cool kids are doing it. And, um, but they will see how helpful it is. Um, and, and then jump on board, but I wouldn't force anyone to do it in the beginning. Yeah. I think, you know, having some clear structure for them, giving them the right tools that they, so those who jump on early can have some success and then shouting that success from the rooftop, right. So that they see all the cool kids are doing it. I love that. Um, well, ladies, thank you so much for joining me on the Coach Replay Show today. It's just always a pleasure to get to talk to you, folks in my hometown, but especially Smith Elementary. And I want to thank you for all of your guidance because you've really helped me and given me great ideas too. So I really appreciate that. It is a it is a mutually beneficial relationship, Dion. I mean, we enjoy this. We have a whole set of Sydney missions inspired from Smith Elementary. So, and I was just thinking, you know what? We don't have a choice board mission yet. I need to create that card so others can recreate what you've done. So, uh, just perfect. Thanks so much for joining us today, ladies. And I want to remind our audience: you can find the uh, notes and takeaways and links to all, more than than just the current mission in our learning center. So check that out. And if you've got questions, you can post them in the comments and we'll, we'll get back to you with those. Um, but thanks ladies for joining today. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. All right, y'all tune in next week for another episode of the Sydney Coach Replay Show.